Steve Nero, Jared Lawrence. Um, back. It's 2020. The world might be ending. One thing's certain. J-Law's here. Let's go! God took Dolly, put tears in my eyes. Now I'm spitting cause I'm too stubborn to swallow my pride. Liberation of death, they won't take me alive. If I'm wrong for feeling like this, let God decide. I love Nicki Mode and breathing, I gotta provide. Black power, that's the movement we got to revive. Make a choice in or out, ain't but two sides. And freedom ain't free, homie. Bullets gon' fly on a stairway to heaven. Heathens passing me by cause they manipulate. Late religion as a means to justify their oppression. See, I'm guessing they know the truth. They have to the lie. See God in the sinner's eyes when they cry. Oh, you know I had to bring that back. I gotta let y'all know what energy we on this year. It's 2020. I'm still a black man in America. Skip Coon, what up? You know we gotta run that back. Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. Let's go! God took Dolly, put tears in my eyes. Now I'm spitting cause I'm too stubborn to swallow my pride. Liberation of death, they won't take me alive. If I'm wrong for feeling like this, let God decide. I love Nicki Mode and breathing, I gotta provide. Black power, that's the movement we got to revive. Make a choice in or out, ain't but two sides. And Freedom ain't free, homie. Bullets gon' fly on a stairway to heaven. Heathens passing me by. Cause they manipulate religion as a means to justify their oppression. See, I'm guessing they know the truth. They have to the lie. See God in the sinner's eyes when they cry. See, I'm out here where I struggle is. The same spot where that coca gets hard and that water is. Left behind, so I'm writing like you wouldn't believe. See, I'ma die if I don't see us free. I do this for the women. The revolution and my tennis shoes. I love our women. The revolution and my tennis shoes. I will die for our women. The revolution and my tennis shoes. I am a man for our women. The revolution and my tennis shoes. Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. We're back, baby. We're back. Hey, give me an applause real quick. Oh, yeah. I deserve that. I deserve it. It's been 10 years since I've had a podcast, man. I've been talking for 10 years. I was coming back, and I told myself, I said, whenever I'm, I come back on the air, the first song I'm playing is Women Revolution Tennis Shoes by Skip Coon. Man, underrated artist, underrated rapper, uh, I don't really have the words to describe it, but I, I, I encourage everybody to check out his album, Women Revolution Tennis Shoes. I actually just listened to it again today while I was going for a walk in my neighborhood, and it, it's a classic in my eyes. So if you guys have YouTube streaming services, I don't even know if it's on the streaming services, but whatever you guys have, give it a listen. Search for it. If you can't find it, hit me up. I'll, I'll get it to you. But I think that's an album everybody needs to hear. Well... I ain't gonna say everybody, but you know, my, my people, my people. But I think everybody, you know, if you're a hip hop head, you'll probably enjoy the beats, the rhymes. He's he's a dope artist, man, from Mississippi. Shout out to Skip Coon. 
I really don't know what happened to his career. I think he's still making music. I, I got to check it out. I follow him on Twitter, but I haven't seen anything new in a while. But this podcast is just about me talking about my everyday life. Um, the, the, the tagline for this is going to be a lot of everything and a little bit of nothing. Because you know, if anybody knows me, you know I'm all over the place when I talk. With the the topics are going to be all over the place. Uh, y'all know I like to talk sports, but I'm not going to call this a sports podcast because I honestly get bored talking too much sports. So this is this is an everything podcast. I can do whatever. We we are multiple here. I have topics. I have a soundboard. We got we got different sounds. Yeah, I just want y'all to know we got stuff here, and. This is done in my own studio, so there's nobody telling me what to do, nobody telling me what I have to talk about, what I can't talk about, how long to keep it. No, this is all my doing, and this is this is all me, so let's get right to it. I want to reintroduce myself for those who don't know. My name is Jared Lawrence. Uh, shout out to my friends, because you guys are probably the only ones listening to this first episode. But, you know, we might get the listeners up. We'll see. I don't know how much I want to promote it at the beginning. I believe in letting things happen organically. So we will, we're going to take our time. We're going to let this grow uh, organically, like the uh, the hipsters say. So if you believe in it, you know, you might want to tell your friends about it, tell your family members about it. If you don't, then I probably won't hear from you after this episode. Oh, yeah, follow me on Twitter, too. J Law Radio is the Twitter page. So if you have anything you want to say, any questions you want to ask, hit me on Twitter, J Law Radio. I got an Instagram too, uh, Beyond the Glory. That's B E Y O N D T H A, not with an E, T H A G L O R Y. Yes, <laughs> I almost misspelled it, but G L O R Y. Beyond the Glory. I always put the A in there because I feel like when you say the, it's kind of with an A. Sounds like it should be with an A, not an E. E to me is like the. The, the best, the, the, so the, like Lil Wayne, the Carter, the first episode back. It's been about 10 years since I've did my last podcast. Could be a little more. I don't know. I used to work at a radio station and that's probably, uh, yeah, that's where we filmed the last episode of keeping real with Jerry Lawrence. So just to give you guys a little, little introduction to it back in the day in uh, about 2005, 2006, when I was a student at Temple University, shout out to Temple, go Owls, T-U. All my haters probably saying something to themselves right now. Yeah, UCF, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I ain't got no hate for UCF. Look, y'all done beat us the last five years in football. I don't even know, man. No, no. It ain't five. Y'all beat us like the last three or four. Shout out to Philip Walker, PJ Walker, now in the Carolina Panthers, the last Temple quarterback to beat UCF. I was at that game. See, this is why we call it Keeping It Real with Jerry Lawrence. A little bit of everything and a lot of nothing because I'm all over the place. But follow me. Because this is more for me than for you guys. This is kind of like my little journal where I can come and rant every week and tell you guys what's going on in my life. So ride out with me. I had a sore throat last week, so I didn't record. And, you know, with this with this Rona going on, times are a little scary. So everybody hang in there. We're going to get through this together. We're Americans. I wish I had the little Hulk Hogan song right now. I am a real American. Fight for the right of every man. I think that's how it goes. If it's not, y'all will correct me. But we are Americans. We will get through this together. There's a lot of y'all being hard-headed right now. But we'll get to that. We're going to get to the corona in a minute. But I want to start off, like I said, by telling y'all how the, how the podcast originally started. So in 2005, I believe, maybe 2006, when I was at Temple, I was riding a subway home. 
from school because I used to take the subway to school, which, man, I love it. That was probably my highlight of going to college. Anybody who knows me knows I love trains. So I used to take the subway home, and um, in Philly they had this free newspaper. I forgot what it was called. I think it was called the Metro. I think it was called the Metro, and they had it at the subway stations. It was just free. You picked it up on your way to school. Um, I used to use it to read on the way uh, because, you know, this was before social media. So we didn't have we didn't have our smartphones. We had phones. I think my phone could text. I know we we wasn't on pictures yet. I don't think the iPhone and all that had dropped yet. So I think we could only text. And that was that was about as much as you was getting out of your phone. I think I think free nights and weekends was over at that point. Probably. So, yeah, I was reading the Metro newspaper and they had this article in there about podcasting. And I was like, what is podcasting? I'd never heard of it in my life. Mind you, this is like 2005, 2006. So it basically was talking about podcasting and what this all was about. And just telling you this was pretty much going to be the future of like audio, radio, whatever you want to call it. And at the time, I didn't know where it was heading, but I was intrigued. So I had heard about it back then. So fast forward, I graduate from Temple. I come back home to Florida. Uh, I'm working at Fazoli's, dishing out the breadsticks. If you knew me, you knew how I held it down in there. Y'all came through. I made sure everybody got more than two breadsticks, especially if you was to go. I'm probably the reason that Fazoli's went out of business in Orlando. I'm sorry about that, guys. But I think they're making a comeback. I heard they're supposed to be coming back to Florida. So my apologies to the owners of Fazoli's. Me and my friends are probably the reason it did not work here. Um, so, yeah, after that, we came back to uh, Orlando. I was working at Fazoli. Sorry, I was looking at my <laughs> – I was looking at the board here. I think I messed it up, but whatever. We're going to keep going with this because this is the first episode. I hope this plays back. Um, this is like baseball to me. Like This is like spring training. I guess you would call it. So be just bear with me, guys. If I make some mistakes, this is my first episode, man. It's like spring training. I got to get a couple at bats, you know, before I'm before I'm back to uh, full form. So hang in there. So, anyways, I'm working at Fazoli's. I meet my boy uh, LJ. Shout out to LJ. He had just came down from St. Louis. He was working at Fazoli's. He introduces us to D'Angelo, who comes down from St. Louis, East St. Louis, I believe. I don't know. They were somewhere in the Midwest. They come down there. They transfer, and they're working at Fazoli's. Uh, D'Angelo and LJ are both really into music, but more D'Angelo than LJ. So D'Angelo had, like, a whole studio at his apartment because he was do- he was at Full Sail, too, which I think he'll even tell you guys, don't go to Full Sail because you're going to owe, like, 100000 200000 afterwards. But anyways, that's beyond the point. So D'Angelo's at Full Sail, and they used to record music at his house, him, LJ, and Domain. Shout out to Domain. He's going to be on this show pretty soon. He's one of my good friends, so he'll be coming on as a guest host. They're recording at Full Sail, and then they used to record. I'm sorry. They record at D'Angelo's apartment, not Full Sail. So D'Angelo had, like, all the music equipment. So one day I'll go over there because they're hanging out. And then when I walk in, I see, like, the microphone set up. I see soundboard. I see all this stuff. I say, bro, bro, what, what are we doing over here? He said, oh, man, I'm about to start a podcast. I said, podcast? Podcast? Hold on. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> I said, "Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I heard of podcasts, so I want to be down with this too." And I told him, "You know what? I got my own idea for my own podcast." Because back in my college days at Temple, I had a for my one of my group projects. I did a show called "Keeping It Real" with Jared Lawrence, where it was a video, a video show, kind of like Oprah, 
where, you know, I had a little guest panel and I was the, the moderator. So ever since then, I said, if I ever get my own show, I'm going to call it Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. And this is what it became. It became this podcast that we started at D'Angelo's house because he said, hey, if you want to come over here and record, you come and record for free and uh, just come be a guest on my show because he had an idea for his show, too. Shout out to Real Talk from the Cheap Seats. That was his show. It was a sports show. And then my show was about sports, news, entertainment. I like to, you know, I like to spread it around, talk about different things. Honestly, I, I'm really good at talking about sports. I don't want to brag. I watch, I can, like, I used to watch sports growing up, ESPN and all that, all these basketball and football games. So I know a lot of the stats and stuff off the top of my head, players, and I can talk history. Uh, you want to talk old school Nebraska football? I could do all that. But I, I kind of, like I said, I get bored talking about sports. So my idea for my show was to be um, a little bit of everything. I want people to get my opinion on everything. I'm a very opinionated guy. So we started doing the podcast at D'Angelo's house. And then he ended up moving back to Chicago. And then we thought the podcast was over. But I was working at a radio station at the time. So I go back to the radio station. And I'm like, you know what? I think I can record here at night. So I had a key to the building and everything. I asked the guy, uh, Bobby. He was, I forgot, what, he was like the, the maintenance man or whatever. And I was like, yo, is it cool if I record here at night? Because I worked during the day. I was a board op. I worked the soundboard. That's why on this podcast, I'm going to do all that. I'm going to work my board. I'm going to do the levels, the mic. So if something's wrong, y'all can complain to me. Uh, like I said, this is the first episode, so we'll fix it. We'll iron it out. So after that, we started recording at the radio station. And then I had Domain as my sidekick. Uh, I don't know if that – is that derogatory? I don't think so. So, yeah, he was like the uh, co-host. I'm sorry. He was a co-host. So then Domain was there, and then Elvis – who I, I'm going to be calling him this week because Elvis is a very fascinating character. So they were with, with the two co-hosts, and we did the show at the radio station for about another year. And then finally, I got a better job because I was working at that radio station. Anybody knows, anybody worked in radio, you know, they don't pay much. So I was, I was making like $8 an hour, working 20 hours a week, uh, still living at my mom's house. Hi, Mom. And I think she was still, she was charging me like $150. So times are hard, a little rough paying that rent, not, not getting allowed. So I go work at this place called traffic kind of left the podcasting thing alone. And then I told myself, I'm going to buy all this equipment and I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to make my own show, produce it, do it like we used to do at D'Angelo's house. Now you see, it took about 10 years, but I'm here. I am here. <laughs> Yes. Thank you. You're far too kind. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, I ended up getting the equipment after 10 years. And then I told myself I was going to bring it back. Uh, I was probably going to tweak a few things. We used to talk about sports news and entertainment. Now this is kind of a, like I said, a little bit of everything and a whole lot of nothing. So if you like Seinfeld and you like stuff like that, this is the show for you. Cause we're going to, we're going to go through a lot of different topics. Some of them, you'll know some of them you won't, but I'm going to try to keep it entertaining. And that was basically my journey for the last 10 years with podcasting. Now, after the uh, job, I guess I'll talk about the job. So I worked at this place called Traffic First, where we used to do, we used to do the, the traffic updates when you listen to the radio. We would provide the people with, with the information. So like westbound I-4, right lane blocked, FHP on scene, stuff like that. So when you're listening to your, your morning radio and they tell you that's what we're doing. And then after that, I got a job uh, with a mapping company. 
shout out to them. I, I don't want to, you know, I'm not bitter. I worked with uh, this company for about 10, no, eight years. Shout out to Hear Maps. If you guys got smartphones, get the app. I'm still, sh- I, I'm still showing love. I was laid off, but you look, I am still showing love. The app is called Here We Go. Download it. I still use it because I know they're pretty on top of things with the maps. So I'm, I've never been a Google person, man. I've never. Anybody will tell you. I had a Windows phone for like the last five to six years. And I was so like, I did not want to get a damn Android because I said, I'm not an Android person. And then finally, one by one, Windows just started taking my apps away. Oh, it hurt. It was painful. I was hanging in there, though. I was hanging in. They took Facebook away. I said, ha ha, I don't even care. I used, I used the web Facebook, so I was doing that for a while. Then they took, uh, they, took, uh, they took Instagram away. And I had just gotten on Instagram last year. Like I said, shout out to me, Beyond the Glory. Follow me. So I just got on Instagram, and then they took that away. And I said, man, I'm going to still rock out. I'm going to still rock out. I started rocking out with the, with the mobile Instagram, which if anybody's tried to use the, the web the page for Instagram on your phone, it's rough. It's rough. As my boy Parrish would say, it's extra rough. So I was doing that for a while, and I thought I could get by. You know, I couldn't really do the stories. I couldn't look at stories. That was probably the one thing that pissed me off the most because I like, I like reading all the stories. Not reading, but looking. Well, I go, I'm going to say reading because a lot of y'all put words in your stories, which I don't, you know. It's Instagram. I expect pictures, but I'm not going to hate if you got words on your stuff. But I like looking at that night when I'm, like, laying in bed before I go to bed. And I enjoyed it. So then they took that away. I couldn't do it. So I said, I'm still hanging in. I'm still Windows for life. And I think the thing that really made me have to get off was WhatsApp. I got the message. They were like, yo, after December 31st, WhatsApp is a wrap. So after that, I was like, all right, I got to get an Android. So I, I ended up getting this dang Android. And you know me. I don't like to spend a lot of money. People call me cheap, which I disagree with. I do not think I'm cheap. I think I spend money on stuff that I want. Okay. So if that makes me cheap, whatever. But we'll get back to that in a minute when we talk about this whole coronavirus and how the economy has gone down the toilet. But back to the story. I'm all over the place. But y'all, hang in there. Hang in there. We're going to get through this. So, anyways, back to the story. They took away the Windows phone. I got the Android. Oh, that's not where I was even at. So, anyways, I was working at the mapping company. And that I did that for eight years. And that that job was pretty cool. Like I, I got worn down towards the end and I was like ready to leave. And they laid us off. And after they laid us off, I was kind of happy. But now I'm like jobless and I'm at home all the time and I'm chilling and I'm looking back on it. And I'm like, man, I had some really amazing times like traveling the world, going to places like some of my favorite places in Michigan and uh, Portland, Oregon, Tennessee. Shout out to Johnson City, Tennessee, one of the coolest cities you'll ever go to. Go to Pals if you're ever there. Shout out to Lapeer, Michigan, Chicago. Uh, I did not go to the South Side. I kept it. I kept it safe. I went to the suburbs. Schaumburg, Rolling Meadows. Anybody familiar with Sh- Chicago will know what I'm talking about. So yeah, they lay, they laid us off, and then I came home and I said, you know what? Let's get this podcast back started. So I went and bought all the equipment. I put a little studio in here at the crib and I told myself I'm gonna do my own thing because I, I see a lot of like ever since we we stopped doing the podcast it's kind of blown up to where now it's a big thing and everybody has a podcast now 
and I, I kind of see the direction it's going, man. It's getting like a lot of, it's getting very monetized. A lot of corporations are investing into it and I'm not hating. Like I understand, but it's just not what I'm about. So you see these podcasts and they got, you know, ads. And that's one thing I hate. I hate the commercials for underwear you've never worn, for websites you've never built. Like all these stupid commercials that we hear on these podcasts. I told myself when I come back, I don't want to have to be um, held down to certain standards. I don't want a studio telling me what I can talk about or getting down. I guess the new thing is getting down with a corporation, a podcast network, which shout out to them. I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of them, but I just I wanted this to be organic, man. Like I told y'all, this is me. Anybody who knows me knows I'm very plain. I'm very simple. I do things my way. I don't believe I don't believe in the establishment. Um I'm, I'm kind of a free spirit. I, I just like to go on my own terms. I moved to the beat of my own drum. So this is going to be all about freedom, freedom to talk about what I want, play music what I want. Um, yeah. And as far as the music goes, I'm probably not going to play a lot of a lot of commercial stuff because these these music or record labels will get it taken down. So a lot of the music I'm going to play is music that I listen to when I'm home. So a lot of B-sides. I don't know if y'all are familiar with it. Back in the day, you get the, the record or the tape, and it would have the A-side, which was the single, the hot song, which you knew was played on the radio. Then it would have that B-side, man, that gritty, that gutter. So I'm going to play a lot of B-sides, a lot of songs you guys have never heard. And normally how I do it is I play the first verse of the song and then the hook. And then we fade out and we start the show. And then the end of the show, we play the whole song on the way out. So just want to get you guys used to how I do things over here. Uh, any suggestions, anything you guys want to tell me, you can either text me if you have my number or hit me up on Twitter, jlawradio, at jlawradio. And that's that was pretty much the journey right there. Uh, got laid off, been chilling at home since January, uh, applying to jobs. I applied to unemployment, got unemployment. It's not much. Shout out to Rick Scott not rick scott you are the worst he i guess in 2011 he took the unemployment down it used to be like 30, 26 weeks i think you got maybe 32 but i think it was 26 so rick scott took it from like 26 weeks all the way to 12 which is three months and he was like trying to i guess encourage people to go back to work so he didn't want to give you too much unemployment he wanted to give you just enough which is not even a lot because if you live in Florida, the max is $275 a week. And best believe they tax that. So when you get it, it's really $247 a week, which is less than 1000 a month. Um, a lot of people cannot live off of that. Uh, I think I, I can kind of live off of it. But that, that, get, that goes back to the whole when people used to call me cheap. I'm telling y'all. I didn't consider myself cheap. I just said I don't spend money on stuff that I don't have a need for, things I'm not interested in. So, like, there's people who will go out to eat every day and spend money, like $20 out to eat every day. I don't think that's normal. I don't, not normal. I, I just don't think that's feasible. I think you should cook at home more. Now, granted, when I was working on the road for the eight years with the mapping company, we had per diem. And they used to give us a lot, man. They gave us $46 a day. So, yeah, I ate out every day. But I still, when I was getting the $46 a day, I would save. My goal every day would be not to spend more than 20 
So I would still save about $26 a day, maybe sometimes 20 I would save because I would spend 26 You know, maybe want to go to Chick-fil-A, get get a sandwich and fries and another sandwich. You know, I was, just, I was, I was, I was wilding. I was wilding. But I started saving, and I became good at saving through that. Then they actually took our per diem away. They gave us a company credit card. And the company credit card, then we didn't have per diem anymore. So then it was like $60 a day for food, but you didn't get to keep what you didn't spend. So I was really bad at that point. I'm, I'm going to Chick-fil-A for breakfast. I'm getting like lunch, a lunch somewhere. Then I'm going to dinner, and I'm spending like $30 on dinner, $40 on dinner. I remember it was a couple times where I didn't eat like the whole day. And they would get to dinner, and I'm like, you know what? I'm about to spend this whole 60 on dinners. So I would ball out. I'd go to, like, the, the seafood spot and get, like, crab legs or the, just the boil, whatever, and I would drop, like, 60, bro. Like, I'm talking about, I think I would be, I'll get the carryout, and it was, like, 59.95. And I'm like, you know what? Should I leave a tip? Nah, I can't leave the tip because it's, it's carry. First of all, it's carryout. So the tip, the tip was optional with carryout, but we'll get to that. We're going to get to that later because now I think the rules might have changed, but I was just, yo, $59.95. You know how you draw that little line where the tip is. Just let them know, yo, y'all don't, no funny stuff where my tip is supposed to be. And then you write the, the total, $59.95. So just to make sure nobody's playing around with it because, you know, you, you look around, you might, you know, leave that blank and then you go check your account. They didn't put a $20 tip in there. So always fill everything out, sign your name. You know how to do. So I would do that. And then, yeah, I was just eating like, Three meals a day, all day. And I actually started gaining weight. I put on a little belly. I was hanging out with Domain one day. We were at the garage. And Domain tells me, hey, you're getting a little big there, Jerry. And I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Now, look, Domain always, I got to give him that. He always notices stuff about me before anybody else. So when Domain says something, normally he'll say something that I already know. Like I've noticed because I look in the mirror every day. But I didn't realize I, didn't realize I was getting that big. So when he called me out, I said, Damn, I'm, I'm getting big. So after that, I was like, I got to make a change. So I started working out a little bit more. But I'm going to tell you, the best thing that happened was probably when I got laid off. Because when I got laid off, I was not, I'm not eating three meals a day now. I'm not balling out. Like, I think normally for me, I like to do about two meals a day. I like to do a big breakfast, maybe some snacks for lunch, keep it light, and then a big dinner. And I think that's good. That works for me. I don't I don't know if we really need to eat three big meals a day. I think that might be why there's so much obesity in America. I'm not, you know, I don't want to call nobody out, but we got to we got to fix some things. So I definitely think that we should practice moderation with our food. And, I, you know, I'm going to just leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. We'll, we'll wait till I have some other people on. We could we could dive deeper into that topic. But I was just letting y'all know how I saved money and uh when this unemployment thing happened and why I'm okay right now, because, uh, yeah, I'm all right. That's, I'll just leave it at that. We ain't going to get too much details because you know, I don't need y'all up in my pockets. But just know, I don't really need to work right now. I might, like, actually, no, no, this, this coronavirus is going on, so I think I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until about the end of this month because uh, Donald Trump, some of y'all know him as President Trump, but on this podcast – I'm not going to refer to him as that because he don't really act like a president. And I know we should be respectful and blah, 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 blah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, sorry. I had, I thought I had the, I thought I had the young dro drop, but I don't have it. I, maybe next week. It was the FTB. So, or FDB. If you guys know what that means. So 
Yeah, Donald Trump ended up saying today that we're going to do 30 more days of the social distancing, which everybody who's listening to this already knows about the coronavirus going on. We don't need to bring all the details back up. If you don't know what the coronavirus is at this point, I don't even know. You must have just woke up from a long-ass nap. But everybody should know. So we've been shut down for a minute. And I ain't going to lie to y'all. I wanted to do this podcast about two or three weeks ago. I've been talking about doing this since about February going into March and then the coronavirus was happening and I'm glad I'm just now doing it. Cause early on I was going to be telling y'all, I was not that worried about it. I was going to say, you know what? They're just talking. It's not a big deal. We're going to keep going on like we do. Cause this is America. Shout out to childish Gambino. This is America. But anyways, it got worse. What did Cardi B say? A B is scared. I got a little nervous because it started getting worse. And I'm going to tell you, the, the the point where we knew it was bad was when Rudy Gobert got it and they canceled or they, they suspended the NBA season. When the NBA season got suspended, that's when I knew, yeah, yeah, we're dealing with something serious here. So at that point, I was like, man, what are we, what are we fixing to do about this? So the first thing, I guess, that, that kind of set people off was the toilet paper. I'm going to tell you, I understand it. I understand why the toilet paper went first. A lot of people are like, oh, I understand what the toilet paper is. We need toilet paper, all right? When I wake up in the morning and I got to go to the bathroom, I need toilet paper, all right? I was thinking of all the stuff in my house that I could go without. And you know what's number one on that list? It's toilet paper, all right? If I don't have no paper towels, I'll be all right. I can wipe my hands off or dry my hands off with a, with a towel. If I don't have any napkins... I can use a paper towel if I have that. If I don't have either of those, I'll go take some from McDonald's. <laughs> Not encouraging it, but, you know, we've all, we've all taken probably a little bit more than we should have. But when the toilet paper started going, I think that's when I started getting nervous. But I was, all, I was early. I'm going to tell you, I was early. A lot of y'all wait till the last minute to get your stuff. And I don't understand the people who, because let me see. It was like two weeks ago, and it was a Monday. And as soon as Monday hit, we started hearing whispers. The toilet paper's getting low. The toilet paper's going. What's happening to the toilet paper? We started hearing whispers. It wasn't all the way wild yet, but we knew the toilet paper was starting to go a little faster than it normally goes at the grocery store. You normally walk in the grocery store anytime, and the toilet paper's going to be there. So once it started getting low, I think that's when everybody started freaking out and overbuying and all that. But I'm going to tell you how I do it. First of all, I got a Sam's car. Shout out to my mom. She she put me on her account. So I went to Sam's Club about two two weeks before the, the initial toilet paper epidemic. I went about two weeks before. And I got I got the Charmin Ultra Soft. I was using Ultra Gentle. I decided it was time to make a change in my life. So I went to Ultra Soft. I felt like the Ultra Soft is just a, it's, it's a better feeling on me. Shout out to the Ultra Gentle. It was okay. I rocked with it for about a year, but it was just time to, to make a change. Like Michael Jackson said, time to make a change. So I go to the Ultrasoft, and then they had the 40 pack. Not the, not the 32 with the 36. It was the 40. It was like an extra four rolls. So I said, I'm getting the 40. Because I think it was the same price that it would have been with the 36 roll. So you know me, I like to buy in bulk anyway because I'm just a guy. I like to stay stacked up with everything. So I got the 40 pack. 
So then I come home. I'm chilling, bro. We got the 40. Now my guest bathroom, that toilet paper was running a little low. So I don't want to use my toilet paper for the guest bathroom. So then when I, I started hearing that the toilet paper was getting scarce, I went back to Target. But before I went to Target, no, no, I went to Sam's again. I ain't gonna lie. I went to Sam's to see if I could get the, another 40 pack. Maybe I'm being greedy. I don't know. I'm not hoarding, though. It's gonna be used. I promise you, it'll probably be used before the summer or midsummer. It ain't gonna last till the end of the year. I'll tell you that right now. So I go to Sam's thinking I'm gonna cop me another 40 for the low, and it was gone. The Charmin Ultra 40 packs were all gone. All the toilet paper really was gone. So then they start rolling out the, the Sam's brand of toilet paper. And I anybody who knows me knows I'm bougie with the toilet paper. I am a toilet paper, uh, what's the what's the word? Con- connoisseur? I don't know if it's connoisseur. I don't know. I don't know the definition of connoisseur. I don't eat it, though. So I don't know if connoisseur means you eat it or if you just like it. But let's just say I'm a toilet paper connoisseur. So when they started bringing out that cheap-ass Sam's toilet paper, I looked at it, and I said, I don't have to live like this. No. No, I will not be buying that. So I scooted my behind up out of Sam's. I said, we're not doing this. So I went home. I thought of a master plan. Shout out to Rakim, thinking of a master plan. And I said, you know what? I don't need to be in these stores battling people over freaking toilet paper. So I go to, I do what any normal suburban uh, housewife, soccer mom, I do what any of them would have do. I go to Target.com. I go to Target.com. I log on there. And I say, you know what? Why don't I just reserve my own toilet paper so I can just skedaddle in there? Not even skedaddle. Because if it's reserved, I'm walking in smooth. So I'm, I, I reserved it, and I said, I'm going to just come in there and pick it up. I don't want to stress. I'm coming in. I'm going to just pick it up, and I'm going to leave. So I reserved it, and I go in there, and I've never even reserved. I've never done this before, but apparently, yeah, you can just reserve whatever you want at Target.com, and you go in there, and I pick it up. No, no, I go in there, and they tell me to come at like 7. I reserve at 5, which it took like two hours. I'm like, two hours to get toilet paper from the back? But anyways, I go in there, it's like 7, and when I walk in, I see mad toilet paper because <laughs> I go all the way to the back. I was like, let's, let's see what the situation's looking like at Target. I got to know just in case. So I go in there, and there's mad toilet paper still in the back. So I said, what the hell did I even reserve this toilet paper for? So anyways, I pick up the toilet paper, and then I actually got the one from the back because I wanted to pick my own. I'm, I'm, I'm like that. I don't know if anybody else is like that where you don't. That's another thing. I don't like the online shopping because they pick your own stuff. I need to pick it out myself. So I got my own. I go to the front, and I tell him I had reserved it. So then he actually goes and gets the one I reserved, which was, like, behind the counter. And he just, like, sends it to the back. I'm like, whatever. I had to make sure I got one that was, like, perfect because I don't trust them. They might get the one with a hole in it. Somebody didn't poke through. You know, people be poking through the toilet paper and the uh, paper towels, the plastic. They poke through it just to feel what it feels like. And I'm not going to lie. When they poke through, sometimes – Stick my finger in there just to see if it's soft. If I want to buy like that paper towel, I'm I'm the type that will try it. I'm not gonna be the initial one to poke, but once it's in there, pause. Once once the the hole is there, I will put my finger in just to see if it's still soft. So if it's a soft like paper towel, I'll be like, all right, I just got like a free, you know, try. Because you know sometimes it'll be like sample or try me. So, anyways, yeah, he puts it back, and then I get mine. I'm not even going to say what size it was because y'all might shame me and call me a hoarder, but it was a, it was a decent size. 
decent amount of rolls. So I go home. And then when I get home, I said, oh, man, I probably should have got my mom some toilet paper. Because I know my mom. My mom's probably one of those people that's going to wait till the end and think she could just roll into the store and get it. And it's not going to be like that. So me being the uh, great son I am, I said, I got to go back and get my mom some. By this point, it's like 9 o'clock. So I think Target was closing. I said, all right, I got to go back. I'm going to have to go back in the morning. But you know me, I am not, I'm not an early morning person. So I woke up at probably like 9, 10 o'clock. I got the Target around 11. Still still a lot of toilet paper in there. And I'm going to tell you the, funny, the funniest thing. So I, I forgot to say this. When I went to Target the night before where I live at, the Target, the toilet paper rack was full. There was like every brand they had. Charmin, they had that cheap ass Scotts. They had the Target brand up and up. They had every little um Northern Quilter, Quilted Northerner, which is some BS. I've had that one before. It's not good. It's either Charmin or nothing, but they had them all. Cause I guess where I live, people are uh, um allergic to Target. Cause I went in Walmart. That's right after I bought the toilet paper from Target. I went to Walmart on that the night before. And I said, let me see how it's looking in Walmart. Cause I gotta know, I gotta know where I can move, where I can maneuver at in the city, where I can go to get what I need. And the Walmart, bro, that 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 don't look like the Will Smith movie. What's it called? I am legend, where he was just there by himself. I don't even know. I'm not a movie person. But the Walmart shelves were empty. Meanwhile, Target across the street is fully stacked. I'm, how I'm thinking to myself, how is this? But I guess the people where I live, they think Target is too bougie, so they don't go into Target. So, the, yeah, it was fully stacked in there. So I go in the next day, and I, I grab some from my mom, copped her the 32-pack, because, you know, I got to make sure I hold my mom down. Yeah, yeah, I deserve it. <laughs> so, yeah, I get her the 32-pack. And um, after I get the 32-pack, I get, uh, did I get water? No, I didn't get water. She told me that she told she told me she wanted water, and I guess I never got her the water. But she said that, and I don't remember her asking for water. But I got her the toilet paper, which, like I said, the most important thing. We got water in our refrigerator, so I don't think y'all don't need to uh, stress the water. So, anyways, I dropped that off with her. We good. Not, but I was on Facebook, and I see a lot of people on the book talking about they did not get the toilet paper, and people are freaking out, talking about I'm driving around, I can't find a roll. I don't get it. I don't know how you guys waited till the last second to go out and get the TP. This is how I do. I Like I said, I'm normally stocked up on TP. I'm normally got 40, the 40 pack, 32, whatever. When it gets down to five, oh, it's go time. I'm going to the store. We are re-upping at five. <laughs> There's no way in hell I'm getting down to one roll. Because if I get down to one roll, I'm freaking out, bro. You already know me. I worry a lot. I'm like George Costanza. So if we get down to one roll, I'm going to lose it. So I like to stay stocked up on that. But anyways, that was the toilet paper story. I, I hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, my homegirl, Dominique, who will we also be calling this week, she, she always yells at me when I talk about that type of stuff. But I feel like we had to discuss the toilet paper situation because that was like the biggest thing going on the when the coronavirus first started. Now it's obviously... The people who have who have the virus, the people who are hospitalized, prayers up to all of them. But initially, it was the TP. So let's talk about the effects that that this is all having on the world. Initially, I don't think we took it serious. I'm not gonna lie. 
I didn't take it serious. Uh, Donald Trump did not take it serious. Even your boy, your boy Fauci, everybody loves Fauci. I saw a report the other day that said Fauci said in January that this was not serious. So I think Fauci deserves some blame. Yes, Fauci deserves some blame. Even though now he's getting like mad media coverage, everybody loves him, but he's he's partially to blame. And then I think Donald Trump is to blame because when this all started, he's different, all right? He is the president. We are we are regular Americans. So he has access to information that we do not have. So I'm pretty sure in the beginning they were telling him, hey, yo, it's coming. That, that Rona is coming. And he probably did not take it serious. So now look what happens. It's a big deal. He's backpedaling. And I think the craziest thing, can we even say crazy anymore? I heard that crazy is an enablist term, but. I'm going to say, the craziest thing is that he was on um, TV the other day, maybe like a week ago, talking about we're going to be back by Easter because the churches. We got to be got to be back by Easter so the churches can have Easter service. Bruh. Bruh. We ain't worried about Easter right now. Shout out to God. I love God. We're going to have Easter online, but we cannot be in the church on Easter. Now, they got the new 30-day self-quarantine, uh, social distance, stay-at-home so Easter's a wrap. Like nobody's going to church and it's sad. I get it. I just learned this today or this week, but apparently Easter is like the biggest money-making weekend for the church. You got a lot of people like me who don't go to church every week. I go for the major holidays. Uh, it used to be Christmas, um, Easter, my mom's birthday, Mother's Day. I think... I think I've taken Christmas out. I don't think I went for Christmas. No, I didn't go to Christmas last year. I, I still go for her birthday. I think I go on her birthday. No, we didn't, we didn't do the birthday this year. We didn't go for her birthday. I was out of town, so we didn't go that way. But normally I'll go for like Mother's Day. Definitely Mother's Day. You got to go to church on Mother's Day with your mother. Um, that and Easter, probably the two biggest, and Christmas for people who do. Because a lot of people do like to celebrate Christmas at church and New Year's Eve and all that. I don't even, do they pass the collection plate around on New Year's Eve? I feel like they just worship. It's kind of like a party. I don't know if the, hey, if anybody has the answer to that, hit me, hit me at uh, J-Law Radio on Twitter. Do they pass the collection plate around on uh, New Year's Eve? But Easter's the biggest holiday. So now you got a lot of people that are not going to church. And we're seeing that this economy is not as strong as we thought. A lot of people live in paycheck to paycheck. Not just people. We got businesses living paycheck to paycheck. People missed a check or two, and it's it's the end. They can't pay the rent. They can't pay whatever the bills are. A lot of people are getting laid off. It's a sad world going on right now, man. So I think the churches are like that, too, where we're going to start seeing some of these churches have to shut down. And I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Because we, we do need the church. I feel like especially in the black community, we've gotten, a, we've gotten away from the church. I feel like growing up the church, the church was like that, that central, centralized place for us, man. Everybody, everybody in the neighborhood went there. They helped out the community when you needed it. They were, just, they were just that everything that we needed, man. We got the word, good praise and worship. The music was always on point. Probably still my favorite thing about going to church. The music, praise and worship is my favorite. So I think we're going to lose a lot of churches right now. 
and I've I've seen some some t- some talk. There's a guy named Larry Reed that I, I watch on YouTube. If if you guys haven't heard of him, look him up. Uh, Larry Re- Larry Reed Live is the show. Basically, it's like a sports talk radio show, but about churches, like everything that's going on in the church. It's amazing. I don't know how I found it. No, I don't know how I found it. I was like looking up John Gray news back in the, a few months ago because he's been in the news a lot, and I just couldn't get enough of the 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 news about is he going to get evicted or not. So I was always watching all these random videos, and I stumbled upon the Larry Reed live, and he's like a former preacher who talks about stuff going on in the church. It's 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 fascinating, and I've learned a lot about these different churches. And what Larry Reed basically said is he thinks that this whole coronavirus is is God saying that a lot of these churches weren't doing right. They weren't doing right by their people. Uh, a lot of these pastors were not really doing the right thing as far as being a pastor and spreading that word. And he thinks that this is God kind of punishing the, a lot of these churches and we're going to get like a reset where the, the churches that weren't doing right are going to be gone after this whole coronavirus slash recession and he thinks that the churches that were doing right are going to be still standing. And I thought that was an interesting thing. I actually want to get more in depth in that. But I'll wait till I have like a guest on here. Probably like Kenya, my cousin Kenya, who's supposed to supposed to be on this week. So when he comes on, we'll probably get more in depth on that. But I thought that was absolutely fascinating. And then I was watching John Gray today because, you know, I, I get my I, I get my coffee and my, my donuts on Sunday I have like a little routine. I go to the, the donut shop. I get the, the donuts. Shout out to Kim's Donuts and, and uh, where I live at. And then I go get my coffee. The coffee was a, it was a little off today. I'm not going to lie to you guys. So I found a new coffee place. I have a coffee rant that I'm going to do one day. Not today because we're already at 45 minutes, and I did not expect to be talking as much. But, you know, once I start talking, man, I keep going. But I found a new coffee place because for a while I was getting my coffee from, like, McDonald's. Dunkin' Donuts, um, just I was searching, kind of like you search for a church home. I was searching for a coffee home, so I was rocking with McDonald's for a while when they had that dollar coffee, and even for a minute they had like forty nine cents at where where I'm at, but then it went back to the dollar, and I was rocking with it because for a dollar, I feel like it's a good deal. McDonald's coffee is is not like Starbucks level, which I don't even like Starbucks because. They don't give you, they charge you extra for the flavored cream. And I, I don't like the taste of their coffee. I think their coffee is just a little too strong, a little too bitter. So I was just searching for that, that right taste. Pause. So at the McDonald's one I was rocking with for a while. And then they, they had the uh, dollar and it was good. Like I was going there like every single day. Probably not what you need to be doing when you're saving money, but I was feeling it. I was feeling myself. Had a little extra money going there every day. But then they raised it. The large coffee started being like $2 and like th- I think 40 or 50 cents. And I said, hold up, hold up. Nah, 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 nah. This is McDonald's, bro. Y'all can't be, y'all can't charge over $2 for McDonald's coffee. Like your coffee is good. It ain't ain't $2 good. It's $1 good. So when they charged two, I said, I said, I don't know if I can still do this. But I didn't, I didn't have my coffee home yet. So I, I kept going. I kept going. I was shamelessly giving them the, or is it Shane Foley? I think I was shamefully giving them the two dollars and fifty cents for the large. And anybody knows me when I drink coffee, I gotta put my hot cho- my hot chocolate in there. So I would get the the large hot coffee. This is why I tell them large hot coffee with cream. I think I went down to two creams because the the three 
felt like it was too much. And I, my, one of my ex-girlfriends back in the day told me I got to cut back on the sugar. So I went down to two creams. So I got, I got the, the two creams and I would put my hot chocolate pack in there. And the best hot, the only hot chocolate really that you can use for coffee that I recommend, Swiss Miss with marshmallows. If you're not using Swiss Miss with marshmallows, you are not doing it right. All right. Don't do Nestle. Nestle's good if you're in a pinch. Like if there's no Swiss Miss around, the Nestle will do. But if you have Swiss Miss, you get the Swiss Miss. And the Swiss Miss, I don't know if anybody noticed, if, if I have any hot chocolate drinkers out there, Swiss Miss about maybe a year or two ago, they changed the recipe a little bit. It took me some getting used to. But when they changed the recipe, they also the, they changed the size of the uh, package. Pause. So the pack of coffee used to be like 0. 0.7, 0.78, 0. 0.78 uh, ounces. They went up to like 1.3. So when it was the 0. 0.78 I used to get the medium coffee and I would pour the pack in there and it was, I was good. That was the perfect measurement. So when they went up to the 1.3, I was like, I can't do the medium anymore because that's too much hot chocolate in the coffee. So I had to switch to the large coffee. So I got the large coffee and then the new pack, that was enough for the large. Because normally you don't want to overdo it with the hot chocolate. You want to still, you want, and this is what, let me tell you, this is what the hot chocolate does to the coffee. It gives it a chocolatey taste. It gives it flavor. You don't have to add any extra sugar. So you got all those three things taken care of already. Then you just put like some half and half if you like that, some milk. You don't really have to put anything in if you don't want to. You can just rock out with the hot chocolate and the uh, marshmallows because the marshmallows already have, they're made, I guess they're made from like milk or something. So the marshmallows already give you a little bit of dairy. And the reason... People are probably wondering how the heck did I start putting hot chocolate in my coffee? And I'm going to tell you, there is a perfectly good explanation to how this started happening. So when I used to work at Traffic, shout out to Traffic, um, when I worked at Traffic in Altamont Springs, it was like an office building. So not really corporate because I didn't wear like a suit and tie, but I was, you know, it was whatever. I had a little, little job in the office building. I felt like somebody, but I, I wasn't really making a lot of money still. So I, I was working in there, but you know, when you work for these, these corporations is different. Like they have the break room with like a refrigerator and a microwave and all types of stuff. So in this break room, they had, um, they had a coffee maker, they had hot chocolate, and then they had all these different creamers, like all these different types of creamers. It was so dope. So every like morning, and it took me like a year or two before I even started drinking coffee because I didn't, I was not normally a coffee drinker, but I realized that I had to drink it because I used to work. I used to have to go in there at six o'clock in the morning to work. So I was waking up at like 4 a.m. Took me about an hour to get dressed because it takes about 15, 20 minutes just to wake up. Then you got, you know, do whatever you got to do to get dressed. Then, you know, you want to allow about an hour to get to work. At that time, I was probably hitting every single life from East Orlando getting out to Montana. I was probably getting there in about 40 minutes, but that's beyond the point. So anyways, it was 6 a.m., so I had to figure out something, man, where I could stay awake at this job. So I started drinking coffee, and I finally got into it because at first I would think I was doing the energy drinks. I was doing, like, Red Bull and all that, and I didn't like how it was making me crash after, and I didn't like how it made my heart feel. I, I just felt like it was, it was kind of speeding my heart up. I don't know if anybody's ever felt that when they drink it. So I was doing that and then I switched to the coffee and the coffee was working and the coffee was working. I got into a routine. It was all right. 
it was uh it was Pete's coffee, which is another funny story because we used to hate on it. We used to we thought it was like the cheapest brand of coffee. We thought the the job was like skimping us on the coffee. Like, why are they getting this cheap ass Pete's coffee? We ain't never heard of no Pete's coffee. And then years later, I take a trip to Portland, Oregon, and like Pete's coffee is huge out there. <laughs> so I realized years later that was good coffee. But yeah, we were drinking that, and then one day. I guess they didn't pay the bill. They didn't pay the bill. So we didn't get the creamers. in. We still had coffee, but we didn't have the creamer and the sugar. And I was like, man, I can't drink coffee with no sugar, no cream. Like I'm not one of those that drinks it black. I know now I could do it every now and then, but I still prefer the taste. I still prefer some flavor, some taste, all that. So I was like, man, I got to improvise. So I'm in the break room. And then I see that they have uh the hot chocolate still because at this point I wasn't on the hot chocolate in the coffee. I'm putting sugar and cream in the coffee, drinking this sweet ass coffee. So I, I think they had the Nestle. So I go, I get the hot chocolate. I said, I got to do something to make this coffee drinkable. So I rip open the pack. I pour the Nestle in, stir it up. And then finally I drink it. And then when I drink it, it was like the most amazing thing I'd ever had. So I was like, yo, I might be onto something. So I think from that day forward, I never turned back with the hot chocolate and the coffee. Even when we got the creamer back at work, I think I was still doing the, the hot chocolate. I still put some cream in there, pause. But I stopped with the sugar. I cut the sugar out. The hot chocolate was giving me everything I needed. So look, that's how I started drinking uh, coffee with hot chocolate. So back to my story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot where I was at with the story. So, yeah, I was trying to find a coffee home. So McDonald's overcharging. So I finally said, all right, I got to stop going to McDonald's. So then I go to Dunkin' Donuts because Dunkin' Donuts is it's hit or miss. But when it's on, it's on. Like when Dunkin' is hitting, that coffee is so good. But the problem with Dunkin' Donuts is you got to have the right Dunkin' Donuts. Like if you go to a Dunkin' Donuts where the workers don't give up, you know what? The coffee is going to be trash. So where I live at, we got that Dunkin' Donuts. We got the Dunkin' Donuts where the workers don't care. I remember once I went to Dunkin' Donuts, and I was like, yo, could I get the dark roast? And Buddy's like, oh, I mixed some of the dark with the regular. <laughs> Here you go. I'm like, bro, what is dark roast? But he's like, it's free. So I was like, all right, no questions asked. So took it. But that's the type of stuff you're going to get at Dunkin' Donuts when the workers don't care. Like, he was trying to get rid of it, so he just mixed them two together and just gave it to me free. And me... Loving free stuff, I took it. I didn't complain. So I was rocking with Dunkin' Donuts for a while. And this was wintertime when I'm, when I'm starting to go back to Dunkin'. Right around the time, I'm not laid off yet, but I'm on a break. I'm not really working too much. I'm working here and there. I'm home a lot. So I'm going to Dunkin' every morning. And I'm getting the coffee because they have the pumpkin spice still. And I'm not going to lie. I'm going to give it to y'all, Dunkin'. Y'all got the best pumpkin spice. And then this year, they had a pumpkin spice... I think with like a cinnamon, they had like two different, it was like pumpkin spice mixed with something else. And it was like amazing. So that Dunkin' pumpkin spice, when they have that, I'm rocking with them. So I went to Dunkin' and I would get my coffee because you're going to pay the same price as the McDonald's coffee at Dunkin'. So like, I'd rather get a higher end. And then you tell them, let me get a pump of the pumpkin spice. And then you still put the hot chocolate. And I know it's a lot of sugar. We're getting to the high level of sugar here. Diabetes level, but... I do it for like a month while pumpkin spice is in season. So I was doing that, and I still do like two creams. Gosh, that is a lot of sugar. I'm out of control. But, yeah, we're doing that. 
But then, man, it was just too hit or miss. I'm going to the Dunkin'. Um, and then I'm going to tell you one thing else about Dunkin' Donuts. Like, I like dark roast. That's probably my favorite coffee. Where I live, if you don't get to that Dunkin' Donuts by about 8 a.m., that dark roast is not going to be hot because they, they do not refill it. They don't make a new one. You know how every, like, few hours they're supposed to make a new one? This Dunkin' Donuts does not do it. So I would go in there at, like, 12, bro, in the dark roast. I got it one time. It was, like, lukewarm. I had to take it back. Like, hey, <laughs> we need a new one, bro. I remember one time I went there on my birthday to get a coffee before I had a party at my house. I was trying to get ready in the morning. And I straight up told the girl, I said, I need dark, but is it hot? Like, just don't lie to me. Just give it to me straight. Is it going to be hot? She said, I just made it. So I said, thank, thank the Lord. All right, so I got it. But I just got tired of Duncan being too inconsistent. So I, I, I had to search some more for a coffee home. And then there was a place, there was a place in the downtown I found because they, they advertised on YouTube all the time. So I kept seeing their commercial. So I went in there thinking the coffee was going to be hidden. The coffee was not hidden. Now, their little muffins and all that other stuff was good, but I need to be able to get the coffee and breakfast from you. I need, like, the double. And then shout out to my donut spot. Donut spot is banging. It's, like, the best donuts in in the area. But their coffee's not hitting either. Like, they use the Mr. Coffee. I don't think they're using enough scoops of the coffee, of the, the, the ground roast, the roast. They're not using enough scoops because it's too watery. And that's another thing. When the coffee's too watery, I can't drink it. I, can't, I feel like I'm drinking regular hot chocolate. Like, it just tastes like water. So I need a little coffee taste, a strong coffee taste. So I, the donut spot, I only do for the donuts because they're good at that. Like, they're really good. I can't give them up because they're so good at that. I come for the donuts, and then I'll go somewhere else for the coffee. And then finally, I tried this new spot, this bagel spot. So I go in the bagel spot, and the coffee was amazing. Like, it was so good. I had to ask them, where do you get this coffee from? And I found out they get it from, like, Washington State. And you know Washington State, bro. That's, like, coffee capital. That's where Starbucks was born. Uh, I think Pete's, Pete's is somewhere up there. I think it might be California. But Washington State, so much good stuff comes out of that state that you just know the quality is going to be good when it comes from there. We got Amazon came from there. Microsoft came from there. Starbucks, like I said, um, Nirvana, bro, like Macklemore, everything comes from there. So that coffee was hitting and it was hot because that's another thing. You get the coffee sometimes and the coffee's not hot, which I have a coffee rant one day that I'm going to do about um, coffee not being hot. But we'll do that another time because we're running out of time today. I'm already at like 58 minutes. Appreciate everybody who's still listening. But the coffee was so good that I kept going back. And it was it was fair price. I think it's two thirty four with tax for the for the the dark roast there. So I kept going back. I went at least ten times like over the course of like a, maybe two months. Because when I once I became unemployed, I told myself, all right. Well, I think for the month of January, I didn't do coffee at all. I did no social media, no coffee, um, no alcohol, and no sex, which that's still going on, but. That's that has nothing to do with the 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 break. Like that's not that's not a what is it? I guess voluntarily. That's not voluntary. So, anyways, I I kept getting the coffee, and I, it was it was good every time. And I said, Yo, there's no way this coffee could be perfect every time. Like they have to have an off day. They have to have a day where they mess up. There's no way it's always gonna be. I've gone at like 
eight in, or nine in the morning. I've gone at one p.m. and the coffee was always hot. So today I go, I got my donuts. I'm listening to Glory of Gospel on Star ninety four point five. I'm vibing, bro. It's a great day. I'm like, it's gonna be a great day. I make it to the bagel spot. It's probably eleven a.m. I get the coffee. Soon she hands me the cup. It's like lukewarm. And I know when you give me the cup, I feel it. Like when I'm when I'm have the cup in my hand, if it's lukewarm, I can already tell that it's not hot because the cup I should have to put that little sleeve on there. Like you know what I'm saying? So I'll usually feel the top of the cup with the lid on just to feel if there's any steam coming out, any heat. And if it's not hot, I already know what it is. So when she gave me that, I was like, oh man, not today. This is the day. This is the day where the coffee is going to be off. But I still put my hot chocolate in. I said, you know what? I can make the most of this. I'm going to go home. I'm going to put it in the microwave. I'm going to revive it. I went home, microwaved it for about 45 seconds. Got nervous because uh, didn't know if there was some metal on the bottom because, you know, those Hampton Inn coffee cups got, the, got some, like, metal or some, some foil or aluminum. I don't know. Some whatever. It's in there, and they tell you you can't microwave it. So I was like, damn, is this cup like that? So I did 45. Nothing happened. All right, I need another 15. Put it back in 15 more seconds. And it was hot. It was, it was to the level it needed to be at. It still wasn't piping hot, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to drink it. Because normally when it's hot, you got to let it sit for a while. But I, was, I wanted to drink the coffee at that moment, so I said, I'm going to drink it now. Had the donut. Uh, had a coffee roll, actually. Had a coffee roll and a powdered donut. Those are like my two favorites. Then I drank the coffee, and it just it couldn't be revived. The coffee could not be revived. I thought, I thought it was going to be better, man, but the coffee just was rough. So they finally had their off day. That's the moral of this whole story. And you know what's the, the, the funny thing is? I actually tipped today. I put a dollar in the tip jar because I was like, they had been good 10 straight times. So I put a dollar in the tip jar, and then the coffee was off. But that's, that's what you get. I feel like whenever I tip, something goes bad. Like when I go to Cracker Barrel, I will never tip. And then when I tip, when I don't tip, the food is out. Like, I always get the to-go because I don't like sitting in the restaurant anyway. So when I don't tip, the food comes out instantly. Boom. Because, you know, when you pay a Cracker Barrel, they're like, do you want to put it on your card? Do you want to tip on the card? So I will do it. Especially when I had the corporate card at work. Bro, I was giving them tips every time. And I'm on t- takeout. Like, I shouldn't even be tipping on takeout, but I did it. So I was giving them the tips. And the food would always, it would never come out when I actually tip. It would always be late. Sometimes you got to go back to the front like, hey, uh, order for Jared to go. What's going on? So they would have to do that. And then, man, yeah, Cracker Barrel, I think I learned from that. I was like, I'm not, I'm not tipping no more on takeout. Um, I went to the Chinese restaurant the other day, too. You know, that, when you pay with the card, they always ask, like, they give you the receipt where you can leave the tip. Has anybody ever left the tip? At the Chinese restaurant, I feel like I'm the only person. Because like I said, I had the corporate card. So when I had the corporate card, oh, I was leaving them tips. I was leaving them tips. <laughs> they were probably wondering, yo, is this real? Like, I was giving them like $5, five, $7 tips, bro. Like, because it was a corporate card. Uh, shout out to the work. So, man, that's that's basically the moral of the story. I guess when you tip, something's going to go wrong. When you don't tip, it's usually going to work out. So use your own discretion if you want to tip or not. I guess with these times we're in, I, I want to talk about this too. I had a rule before where you don't have to tip on the takeout because as the great Scott Van Pelt said, all you're doing on the takeout is a handoff. It's a handoff, bro. Like you're, not, like you're not 
doing anything but handing the food from the kitchen to the counter. And that's the person who's handing off ain't even know who made the food. So the tip's going to the person doing the handoff, not the person slaving back there cooking the food. So normally I didn't think you have to tip on the takeout. But the way, with the time we're in right now, um, I feel like you probably need to tip probably 50% of the time. Still your discretion, but if you don't tip like the first time, maybe the next time and give them a tip. A, a dollar, two dollars, maybe five if you got it, you know. But you ain't got to do it every time, but just, you know, throw them a little something every time, every other time. And then we just got to try to get this economy back up because right now, bro, it ain't looking good. It ain't looking good. We're going to get deeper into these these subjects this week. Uh, I'm already at an hour, so. Today I just wanted to do kind of a reintroduction episode and and get get the ball rolling on this podcast because this has been 10 years in the making. I've been wanting to bring this back. I thank everybody who's taking the time to listen. Uh, there's no rules to this, so some days we'll go an hour. Some days it might be two. I don't know. This depends on how I'm feeling, who I got here with me. But it was very important for me to do this first episode by myself because I wanted to show that I could hold this down by myself if I don't have anybody in the studio, if I don't have anybody to call. Sometimes people aren't available, and I understand that. So I just wanted to show that, you know, when it, when it comes to it, I'm not depending. I don't have to depend on phone calls. I don't have to depend on guests because there are a lot of podcasts that run like that, and those shots to them, that's what you do. But I need people to know this is J-Law. So when it's when it needs to be done by itself, I will get in here. I'll give y'all an hour by myself. I didn't even get to any of my topics, bro. <laughs> we barely touched on the coronavirus. We barely touched on any of this. I have, I have Facebook dating versus Tinder. I, I got Tom Brady to the Bucks. Uh, I like that move. Maybe we'll get more in depth in it on later in the week. Man, the NBA season, like, we're, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, too. Because I was supposed to do this podcast, maybe, I was supposed to do this podcast a month ago. So I have a lot of free time this week. I'm going to knock out an episode. I'm going to try to do an episode every day this week. Not not by myself, though. If I have to go solo, I will. But I'm going to try to do an episode where I have my friends. I'm going to call my friends. We'll get them on the line, have some good conversation. We're going to debate. I got some pretty entertaining friends, and there's some good stuff to talk about. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this first episode of Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. Like I said, this is... Uh, this is all done here, man. I'm independent. I'm not, I'm not with a brand. I'm not with a network. So I'm doing it as I see fit. I'm going to play by my own rules. I want y'all to rock with it. If you do, uh, this should be on SoundCloud. So I guess that's the first place you hear at some point. It'll be on like iTunes and all these streaming other devices, but SoundCloud is probably where it'll first be. And then after that, you know, we'll see, we'll see where we go with it. But this is just basically me getting stuff off my chest, having fun, talking, because there's many times where I'm talking to myself. So now I actually have a microphone to talk into where I'm still talking to myself, but it doesn't, it's not as weird. Maybe y'all might think it is, but I don't, I don't think it's weird. I think I, I think I'm all right. So we're going to work some things out. I'm, I'm sure I got to get these audio levels right. I'm got to get the music right? The, the, the bombs and the soundboard. I got to work on some more, but I, I think for our first episode, this is, this is pretty good for the way I wanted to reintroduce myself and come back with it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm gonna probably leave you with some more skip coon. Cause like I said, 
to me, he's he's probably one of the dopest artists you've never heard of. So be sure to check out that Women Revolution in Tennis Shoes. And we will get back to you guys. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I got to tell you what song I'm playing. So the name of this song that we're going to leave with is called I Can't Cope, which I guess is fitting for these times we're in. But I want everybody to stay strong, keep your head up. Uh, better days are coming. The world is is definitely rough right now, but we're going to get through this together, man. So stay strong, believe in God, pray, uh, reach out to somebody if you need somebody to talk to. And if, if y'all money ain't right, apply for unemployment because uh, they're giving the bag out right now. And then we got the $1,200 check coming soon. So hopefully that'll, that'll hold us over for the next 30 days, man. I just, you know, hope everybody keep their head up, man. Stay strong. This was Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. This is Skip Coon. Skip. Yeah. Skip Coon. I don't know. He has a reason why he calls himself Skip Coon. So don't think it's like no, no coonery. It was a deeper meaning to it, and I don't I don't have the explanation on me right now. But there is a deeper meaning. Look him up. It's skip with two P's, S-K-I-P-P, uh, Coon, C-O-O-N. I'm sure some of y'all have probably used that word before, so you probably know how to spell it. But check it out. Skip Coon. I can't cope. This is Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm ready. Let's go. Come on. Streets taught me to value at Max and Beepers. The sweatshop sold with the dopey reapers. Turning poverty to profit and something that hunger needs. Hexing and firearms, we praying that God reaches. Praying for the floor, knowing we stuck in the bleachers. Cold world, keep us clutching them heaters. To be a star in the hood, you gotta have rims and speakers. The truth hurts, we love the lies and feed us. Catch 22, get ate by the pigs and cheetahs. Wolves at the doorbell, barking corners to beat us. We box by the thoughts they teach us. And it's a thin line between a pimp and a preacher. Religious and the reaper to greet us. Left heaven found hell coming up out. Alex Urethra. I can't cope. 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 In between blue lines, the right rhymes, the byproduct, the deacons, the dollar signs, Christians and drug crimes. I'd rather bust a table than bust a nine. Ain't a point in me line. I'm at the breaking point in my mind. It's about the art. I can never get signed. And I promise I'm fine. I stay on my grind. Keep on in my lines. Rappers rap about the game when they ride the pine. Then they talk about keys when they nickel and dime. See, I don't believe it's right. You either limit the line. If you ain't telling the truth, then you gotta be lying. I'm dying sooner or later, so I'm cracking my iron. I'm fighting for freedom. Then I know it's gonna be mine. I die in the struggle for I stand on the line. They know the power of the drums or they poison the rhymes. I feel like Malcolm peeking out of the blinds and that turner in the field at the sight of the side. I can't cope. 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 I'm the same age as cracking AIDS with a ski mask and gauge. I will not live a slave. Bury me next to Dolly Grave. It is what it is. It's up and the niggas will never behave. My palm face heaven when I pray what I'm saved. I feel like the deacons with their weapons raised. Manhattan for some bees was a hell of a trade. They ain't been nothing but trouble since they came out the caves. Ain't never made nothing but war and plague. Ain't never had nothing but nerd and invade. The bombers and oppression prove that they brave. I only watch two shows the why I no fade. Trains come attached to everything they gave. Death is for certain I will not be afraid. The death they made can't be 
it, I don't salute that flag, I'd rather see it ablaze, I can't coast. 